Welcome to episode 53 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? I didn't forget my name. So that's, that's a good, good start to the week. That's a good start. <laughs> Sometimes I have to think really hard about my name before I say it. Yeah. I always thought it'd be funny, like, you you introduce yourself, and then I introduce myself as you, and just see if anybody catches on. I don't know. Maybe not Maybe not at first, but I, I, I think just our, our speaking cadence is quite a bit different. It's okay. I'll, what I'm going to do is study all 52 episodes that we cranked through over the last year. I'm going to learn how you speak and mimic you perfectly. And then I'm going to do an intro with your name. All you got to do is get down the... Uh... The, the stuttering and murmuring and, and my uh and my uh, uh what do you call them like my my crutch words i don't know that we do we really have i guess we do have some i do it drives me nuts because i do i do listen to the podcast well i yeah. i listen to it afterwards just to edit it because i usually do the editing and then after it loads i'll i'll listen to it on itunes or something just to I don't know, just to make sure that everything loaded okay. So I generally will listen to it at least twice. And I hate listening to myself. I'm surprised we have anybody listening to this just because of of me. Um, well, I think you're being a little hard on yourself. Maybe. But it's always that weird dynamic listening to yourself. It, it is the truth. I remember one of... I forget which video it was, but when I did one of my first YouTube videos where I was actually sitting and talking in front of a camera, I was like, man, I sound so dumb. And it took, I don't know, probably a year, maybe more, maybe the last three years until I felt like I could get in front of a camera talk. And it seems like what I would envision myself talking like from, from my first person perspective, I feel like now when I'm looking at stuff, it feels the same. But it is a really weird dynamic for anybody wondering what yeah, that it, feels like. It definitely took me a while to to really feel comfortable. And uh, I, I was definitely really hard on myself for a while, which was, which was good because I think I've become a much better uh, presenter and stuff since. But the thing that, that – here's my biggest tip for anybody listening who is not comfortable on – camera or doing podcasts or anything like that uh at least for myself the biggest thing that i found is you have to be more uh kind of peppy more happy like for myself i feel like i have to almost over exaggerate my inflection my voice my my tone my i don't know everything i just i kind of have to pick it up more because in my head, I feel or I sound more, uh, I don't know, energetic or happy than what it what it looks like when I watch a video or something. So that's yeah. one of things I found. And, and even just, you know, the, the times that I do listen to the podcast, I'm like, man, I sound like I'm bored out of my mind. But uh, but I'm not. I'm just I, I guess it's just it's just me. So that, you know, that's going to take more work for some people than others if if you're the type of person that's just that sounds real go-getter and 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 peppy and stuff that you're not gonna have to try as hard as somebody who maybe is just a little more a little bit more relaxed so it was probably maybe two months ago three months maybe it was more or less i don't remember but 
Ethan and I were sitting down in the, in my old office and going through the old TA targets, Instagram page. And I kind of laid this out before and I'm, I'm going to just touch on it again. I kind of use my, my Keystone carry page as an experiment, uh, experimentation ground for different things. And part of the reason why I did that was because I sucked at being on camera on TA. And if you scroll back through the YouTube, the, the initial YouTube videos that we did, it is hilarious. And we were laughing our heads off because it was exactly like you said, it just sounded like you know, me and Ethan were on camera. It sounded like two monotone dudes just, yeah, I don't know, trying to be salesy, but at the same time, it was just super awkward. And then I was rocking the double plaid. So I had like this button up plaid shirt and then I had a plaid coat on top. Nice. One was red, one was blue. It's like, wow, <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. You, you do start thinking more about what you wear and what you do with your hands and yeah. with your face and they're just with your with your beard it's like <clears throat> there's times where i'm about to shoot a youtube video i'm like man i haven't shaved in like three weeks it's like so you got that neck beard thing going on you're like oh crap yeah. i better trim that up quick because <laughs> yeah, you realize that now people are you have no idea what screen someone's looking on and if they're watching my video or something and my face is right in front of the camera it's like i probably should make sure that there's no horrendous things going on so this is funny i actually um, I'm planning on going to the range today, this afternoon. I haven't been to the range and like to do content video and I can't even think how long, uh, but we're going to go today. And the shirt that I grab out of my closet is, uh, super wrinkly. And I look at it and I'm like, man, I really want to wear this shirt today on, on the video, on, on camera. Cause I don't think I've worn on camera before. And I don't know, just, there's, you start thinking more about what you're going to wear. And I look at it and it's super wrinkly. And I'm like, man, we're going to be recording this in 4k people are going to be able to see every, <laughs> every wrinkle, detail every everyone. detail of this so i i go throw it in the dryer with a wet towel and get it all it's still i'm wearing it now it's still a little wrinkly but it's it's a lot better so i don't know maybe i'll record it in just 1080 or something and or 720 just to offset a little bit of the wrinkliness and it's kind of a weird balance because we're trying to portray a certain thing but at the same time, there's a part of my personality that's like, screw what other people think. You know what I mean? Because right. you're balancing this, you do you. But at the same time, you're like, well, there's a company resting on the on my shoulders. So there is some sort of baseline expectation that I should I should maintain. Well, it's but kind it, of a, it's weird. I mean, for me, it's a it's a you do you, but do it the best you can. So, you know, the shirt that I'm wearing today is a shirt that I always wear. So I'm gonna do me, but it was super wrinkly, so I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it the best I can by throwing it in the dryer for 15 minutes. And I mean, there's no way I'm breaking out an iron, so I've got my <laughs> limits. I've got my limits of what I'm willing to do to unwrinkle the shirt. But uh, I do have to apologize to everybody. I'm battling a cold, so I'm, I'm mashing this mute button when Jared's talking, trying to clear my throat and blow my nose. Oh, don't, don't worry, man. We're totally judging you. Um, you know, we thought you were going to present really well since we're talking about this kind of stuff. Well, I'm I'm trying to offset. Put, I'm trying to offset the cold voice with being more infl having more inflection, and I'm trying to be more nice, more peppy. To nice. and then after this, I'm going to be completely drained, and I'm just going to want to lay down. So, so what do you think? This is something I didn't even. And obviously, we didn't plan to talk about this topic, which is the beauty of it. 
but where is the balance of meeting those expectations that people want to see with our company or our pages or whatever we're doing um, with making sure we're not changing ourselves into something we're not, or I guess what I'm asking is where's that healthy balance of it's because I look at it, it, it's okay to look at yourself and be like, okay, I need to change these, these areas and grow in these areas. But the reasoning behind it, I guess, is where I'm questioning. Um, How do we balance that? Or what does that look like for you guys? Um, I mean, if I think I understand what you're asking, I I mean, I, that was, that was all over the place. So I apologize. I mean, I'm, I'm very confident in, in who I am and what I am. Um, you know, I, I mentioned before that I've, that I've got a stutter. I, I've, I've struggled with stuttering my entire life. And, and really it through school, it was, it was a real problem. Um, and in the fact that I'm even talking on camera and doing a podcast and, and all this stuff is, if you would ask me when I was in school, if I would do that stuff, um, I would have, laughed and probably cried a little bit saying, no, there's no way I, I, I could ever do that. But it's something I've, I've worked on and, and 90% overcome. But I also think because of that, I've really had to become very comfortable in, in who I am and Hey, this is, this is me. This is what I am. So kind of take it or leave it. But like you said, we also want to evolve as a, as a man and as a business owner and as a husband and and all these things. So, you know, we're trying to improve ourselves <clears throat> in every way that we can. So, um, but I also think there's a little bit of just, uh, you kind of model yourself a little bit after the culture that you live in. You know, I, I, I think we, I mean, I, I wear like, I'm, I'm not a super tactical clothing person but i'm also not mr trendy either there's some there's some tactical thought behind what i wear is this gonna does this work with what i carry and you know that sort of thing so i don't know that i could go many different directions with right that question did did i hit on kind of what you're yeah i i was just sitting here thinking as we were talking about this that i think there's a misconception from people at least the ones that i've talked to because obviously you and I get messages all the time on our company pages and not all of them are related to the podcast or anything with what we're talking about here. But then I do get some that are in this realm um, of how are you, how do you become confident in front of a camera? How do you talk to people, influence, whatever. Um, I think the misconception is that people think that certain people just automatically have these traits or, you know, with you, we, so I would look at you on camera and say, Oh, Greg's supernatural. He must've been a super outgoing guy his whole life and had this gift of speaking and all of this stuff. And at some point I believe that's a misconception because I was super awkward and very self-conscious and not, um, don't know what the right word is for this. It's uh, I don't know, not very confident in myself. So then yeah, you're not awkward at all you anymore. had said about, I try to be very awkward. You're lying. You're <laughs> lying to everybody. <laughs> but no, I, if you would have asked me 10 years ago and said, Hey, you're going to someday, um, number one, own a business. Number two, want to help influence people or, or show people parts of you or talk in front of a camera or go to shows and meet 
hundreds of new people and shake hands. And I would have looked at you and been like, you're nuts. Cause I can't even make eye contact. Like that yeah. was a super big struggle for me in the middle to end of middle school. And then the beginning of high school was even just making eye contact with people. So it, I don't know. I, I thought there was some value in bringing that out in the fact that everybody's at a different point and there, there might be truth that there's going to be those freaks of nature that just come out of the womb, ready to like record radio, you know, broadcasts and act and do videos. But I think for the majority of us, there's going to be things that we have to adapt to and overcome to fill in those roles. And that's kind of the whole premise of this podcast is the yeah. journey of, of doing just that. Well, I think you have to, um, I think you have to be willing to assess yourself and say, what do I, you know, what am I not happy with? What do I want to change about myself <clears throat> and, and balance that with, well, this is who I am. Right. And, and that is a balance. <clears throat> yeah. And I think if, if I would have just surrendered to being somebody who, who stutters, um, you know, I would, I, I couldn't imagine where I'd be now if, if I would have just given up <clears throat> and said, you know, well, that's, that's just me and not, not actively tried to work on that. Uh, I wouldn't, yeah. I mean, that, that has changed my life having tackled, well, try, you know, actually try to work on that and, and try to tackle that. Um, but I think you also have to, well, I'll speak for myself. <clears throat> I've also had to admit to myself, this is always going to be something I'm going to struggle with it and in some degree. So, uh, I've had to be willing to just let myself stutter sometimes. And if people, uh, laugh or people, um, make faces or something like that, just, just be willing to, to take that and, and just let it roll off my back and be like, well, that's, you know, that's who I am, but it's something that, that I am, I'm working on. Yeah. That's exactly what I was kind of pointing towards. And also I, I, so I'm sitting here thinking about what would the question be in my head or how would I, how would I phrase this? And I think, I think the question that I've asked myself is what can I change in myself to better myself versus, you know, how can you make people happy around yourself? You know, it, the intention behind what you're trying to learn and grow in has to be correct, which is what we're, you know, what we're, what we're touching on. Cause you, you know, if, if my whole goal is, Oh, I just want to look a certain way because that's how people are going to like me and accept me, then I'm not really interested in doing that. But if I could say that I need to learn to be more precise with my speaking so that when I'm in front of cameras, I can portray my views and my beliefs and my company, my values, whatever I might be doing better. That's a better mindset. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you've done this. I mean, I even listened, I'll listen back to the podcast or videos and I'll hear myself say a word. Then I'm like, what did I just say? That's, that's not how you say that. And so I, I've even, I've even trying to, I've even tried to change just how I, yeah, you know, how I pronunciate things and, um, just, yeah, I'm constantly trying to improve the, the, the type of communicator that I am. 
and if anybody's listened to this more than well heck you probably just just in the time i've been talking now you're probably like wow you still have a lot of work to do <laughs> you know what the best way to figure out how much you suck at speaking is put it on youtube put put make a video so okay this is a project for anyone who thinks they're a professional speaker <laughs> take your camera or your cell phone set it up on a tripod go sit in the corner with a gun or anything anything you're passionate about sit there and talk about it for 20 minutes and then just watch the video back and it is super unnatural there's something really weird that happens when you set a camera up in front of you but then on top of that, when you know that what you're saying and every flaw is being recorded, it's super weird. And then yeah. sit in front of that computer for eight hours and edit that video, then you're going to see a lot of different stuff that you don't like about how you talk. And but, then throw it on YouTube where the trolls yeah. are and they'll let you know. <laughs> oh, the YouTubes. The YouTubes have all the trolls. All of them. Troll tube. You know what I noticed that I do a lot in videos? I start sentences with so. Yeah, And it's super weird to me that I do that. It, it'll be like, so I was out on the range shooting yep. and then I'll go into my sentence or so guys, what's up? It's like, stop That's, doing that. I think we were talking about that at, at IV weekend. Cause uh, I do the exact same thing when if I'm doing a video for the vlog. Um, every time that I, that I put the camera in, in, in my face and I'm getting ready to, start talking yeah i i think it's uh it's either hey or so every single time and the problem hey. is the problem is i'll say it so fast like hey so we're going to it, where it, it happens so fast that that most time i can't even crop it out um because it's, oh yeah because the, the words blend together because it blends together it so yeah it it's uh oh, i hate that that's something that i that that I have acted that I've actively been trying to not do. So that I, I got a bunch of videos of me going, Hey, so we're going, and, then I'll, stop my, up. <laughs> and then I'll stop myself and I'll be like, Nope, I'm going to do this again. And I'll start it a different way. I could probably fill up hours of video content of me just saying, so guys, so guys, so guys, so guys, it'd be so funny to do a mashup. Because it would be fifteen thousand yep. different locations, different shots and angles, and it's it's just those things that uh, I think the weird dynamic of this is. Years ago, I would have really beat myself up about it, and I remember one of my first YouTube videos I did. I double talked a point. So what I mean by that is, I said something in a clip, and I'm sure you've done this, Greg, where you're you're talking about whatever you're talking about, and then you go back. You know, before before we go into post and we're editing, this is at the camera level. You're, you th you're thinking to yourself, hey, that really was terrible. I'm going to redo that. And then you say the same thing, maybe tweak a couple words, but you have essentially two recordings of the same general idea. Somehow in post, I missed that. So I said one point and then it just kind of chopped really awkwardly. And I said that point again. And I remember uh, it was Ryan uh, Kilpatrick who reached out to me and he's like, Hey dude, just wanted to point out that, you know, this, I saw this in your video. Um, I don't know if you want to get rid of it or, or what you want to do, but I wanted to point it out. So I went back and watched it. I was really super embarrassed because this was probably my third video that I put up on YouTube. And I remember almost deleting it 
and then going back into post and then redoing it because I, I want my videos to be professional, but I left it go. I just, I had that internal battle where I was thinking to myself, man, you're so dumb. Why'd you miss that? Uh, but I left it up and I'm kind of glad I did because I, I got a good response from that. But that one also has a lot of trolls. So if you don't have thick skin, maybe, maybe delete it, <laughs> delete it and edit it a little bit. <laughs> well, it's a good test to see if people are paying attention and that's, and sometimes that's just how I, how I decide to interpret trolls comments. I'm like, Hey, these people are watching. And the fact that thing that they're complaining about is a better man than me. (laughs) And something that, and, and that thing that, that that the trolls complaining about is 15 minutes into this video. Wow. People are watching 15 minutes into this video. (laughs) (laughs) So so what I do with trolls is I screenshot them and I send them over to Paul and we make fun of them off screen. (laughs) That's like my favorite pastime. Cause honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to admit this. I don't really give a crap what trolls think on YouTube, but after you start getting the same things over and over and over, it does kind of beat up on you. If, if it's not content related, if it's some trait that you do personally, I remember the one video I talked, I talk with my hands and that's something I'm trying to really work on when I'm in front of a camera. And this one video, man was brutal. I probably had a hundred comments of people making fun of me because I talk with my hands. And I mean, there is a level, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter how thick your skin is at some point that kind of stuff's going to get to you. So I seriously sat down with Paul and we just made fun of him when we were out in Ohio and it was fun to read through them and, and have laughs together because I don't know, it kind of took some of that weight off, but that is one of my favorite pastimes to just screenshot trolls and then, shoot them over to Paul. And if he was listening to this and he heard this, he'd be laughing right now. Cause one of his favorite ones was on, I forget if it was my SBR video. It was one of my videos about my blackout. I was talking with my hands. I had the camera set about 10 feet back, but I had my zoom lens on. So I kind of had it cropped in pretty tight. And I was talking with my hands and the one dude was like hands in my face in a face to face conversation would not be tolerated. And it was just one of those weird things where somebody took the time to, um, to, to put a comment that I use my hands too much, but the way he said it was super entitled. So Paul and I had, oh man, we were laughing so hard that night. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I, I don't take, I don't take too seriously, but I think there is something that if you see, if you see some reoccurring, uh, comments, even from, especially from different people about the same thing, then, you know, sometimes you do have to ask yourself, is that something that, that uh, if that does bother a lot of people, is that something that that I can change, or are all those people just idiots? That's yeah. And the the bigger picture here that I don't think anybody really explained to me in the best way growing up. Maybe they couldn't. I, I don't know. Communication and being able to effectively communicate is probably one of the greatest things you could do. I, I'm just thinking of my career path and what I did before TA targets and before I ever held a camera in my hand or did anything like that, how many times better communication would have helped me in the past. And that's what I'm thinking about right here, right now. I'm thinking how much of the success of our businesses is actually wrapped up in this communication. 
and that's kind of an open-ended question but what do you think what do you think no i think i think communication is everything and you know whether it's it's writing whether it's talking you know you know whatever it is uh i i I can't think of uh, of anything in my life especially job wise or i mean with my relationship with my wife and kids i mean there's there we're constantly communicating with 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 people and how you communicate the words you say the inflection that you use your body language everything has something to do with the point you're trying to get across and studying yourself and learning from other people there's just there's so much to there's so much to that <clears throat> and yeah I, I think i agree with you i, I it, it just along the fact of I, I don't think that that was either wasn't communicated well to me as you know when i was going through school or i just didn't believe him and didn't care and didn't, and didn't yeah. listen but <clears throat> i mean i i just remember and part and, and part of it was because because doing speeches was one of the most terrifying things ever for me going through school. <clears throat> um, but I, I think part of it was I, I, I just dreaded it. So I didn't want to do it. Um, and I had other things to overcome, be, you know, besides trying to become a good communicator, it was just trying not to have all my classmates laugh at me and stuff. But, right. Um, but I think, yeah, you know, I, I think, if somebody, if somebody could have expressed and if I would have believed them just how important that communication is going to be the rest of my life, no matter what, what track I, I, I take in my adult life with, with work or with relationships or whatever, um, yeah, being a good communicator is, is one of the most important things that I think people can spend their time on and, and work on. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. And when you look at it from a marketing standpoint, all marketing is, is some form of communication. You're communicating an idea to people. I, I believe that no matter who we are, there's probably some level that we want to influence, whether that's our family, our kids, our wife, that can be decisions at home. You know, we, we want to have some sort of influence in our sphere and without communication you're not going to have influence um and if i would say the best example of people who are trying to influence without proper communication are like the bullies i had growing up you know that was a form of communication <laughs> but it's just not the not the proper channels um so that yeah that's that's one of the things that i'm constantly trying to work on is communicating to other people through different forms of media but then where i really struggle sometimes is communicating directly to people because everybody's so different. It's kind of this, I, I look at it this way. There's one way, you know, I can sit in front of a camera and talk. Well, that's pretty easy. Cause I'm just, here's what I got. I'm just throwing it on the table. When, when you're talking to people, then there's emotions and different, um, different personalities involved. So it's, uh, you know, learning I'm how not, to read. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I know learning how to read people and, um, 
you know, trying to quickly and on the spot figure out and read somebody and decide how the best way is going to be to communicate with that person there. You know, I know people that are, uh, that are so good at that. They can just read people and they know exactly how they're going to need to uh, communicate with that person and, and, and try to get that point across just, just based on their body language or, or just a few cues that, that, that they were given uh, just being able to adjust and, you know, cause there's some people who, who need just direct, here's how it is. But then there's people that are going to need, you know, some more of the emotion side of it, more of the why and, and, and trying to figure that out is a, is a challenge and it's, it's, it's something to, try to study there's a <clears throat> there's a podcast i was listening to uh they were talking about oh, i gotta i can't remember what it was called but it um but the thing they were talking about it, it it's like a personality type uh test and we've talked about like personality type things before but this one was was extremely in depth. It breaks it down. It breaks people down into in like nine different uh, personality types and and stuff. And and a lot of what they were talking about is is learning this about yourself and also knowing what other people are and trying to figure out what other people are <clears throat> just based on, on 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 what you do do know about them and learning how to communicate with them and what's going to, what's going to work or what's going to shut that person down. Yeah. And I just think that stuff's fascinating and there's, there, there, there's so much to it. And um, how has, uh, and you're right, it was probably, what do you think it was like a month and a half ago that we talked about you guys, I know on the Neomag crew went through that personality uh, profiling and, and did all of that and made some changes to mm. process and different things that you were doing. Yeah. How has that affected the communication among the team? Um, I think it's, I think it's been really good. I think uh, probably more for me and, and, and how I think about uh, communicating with my employees and thinking about, uh, you know, what's going to make them be fulfilled and, and the job that I'm asking them to do and, and how I need to come at them with the job, you know, with, with, you know, some of the guys I can just come straight out with, here's what I need done. Here's how many I need done. Go do it. And some of the guys I need to be a little bit more like, Hey, Dusty is, is going to have to, build uh you know 200 new mags for this dealer and 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 he doesn't have enough clips or whatever so i need you to uh, try to get these done so i can sit you know i need to give some of the guys a little, a little bit more you know some of the guys i need to give a little bit more background to and it gives them a little bit more purpose to what they need to do so uh you know, you know yeah so it's definitely helped me if, uh figure out how to better communicate with my employees. And with that said, I, uh, coming from that whole thing, uh, 
yeah, it was probably about a month and a half ago or so. I decided that I was going to, uh, well, I, I gave the guys some goals. Um, I challenged them to build so many neomags or bend so many clips or whatever. And if they hit it, that I was going to take them out. So they did, they crushed the goals that I, I set before them. And so on Friday night, I, 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 I took everybody out. We went to dinner and I took them to some high speed uh, electric go-karting. Nice. It was, it was a lot of fun, man. It's, it, it's super fun for me to, to take these guys out and be able to, to treat them and, and, it, you know, cause none of these guys, you know, would, would ever really be able to uh, go and do that on their own. I mean, they could, but it's, it's kind of pricey. So they, they probably wouldn't have done right. You know, as, as many races as we did and stuff like that. <clears throat> so it's just, for me, it's really fun to be able to treat people and do something nice for people and, and stuff. So it was, it, it was fun to see them, uh, accept the task of hand that I gave them, crush it. And then be able to take them out and hang out with them. And it was fun to get outside of the shop and, and, and have some fun. So <clears throat> although it, it, I just, here's something kind of funny from that. So, um, I wanted to make, I wanted to make the racing have, you know, maybe a little bit more, more to it than just, let's just go drive around and do laps. So I was like, I want to make, you know, a little bit of competition out of this. <clears throat> so I actually, CNC machined a like a a trophy plaque like a couple of days ago or a couple of days before we went. I made them a trophy plaque and I told them, "All right, guys, uh, when we go race, whoever uh, beats my time the most is gonna is gonna win." And problem was nobody ever beat my time. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you got your own trophy. <laughs> well, technically I won my own trophy that I made. Nice. But I, but I really don't want to like I, I don't want to do that. That defeats the whole purpose. But uh so I gotta figure out another way to you know, whether it's just just I'll just take myself out of the equation and and between the three of them, whoever got the fastest time. I I, I still gotta figure that out, but so I you're talking about giving them participation trophies as well. Uh, well, and, that, and that's kind of how it comes across <laughs> too. So I'm like, man, I, re I really should have. You're such a millennial. I really should have thought this out a little bit better. Because uh, <laughs> what if they don't don't beat me? I, I really fully expected them to, you know, to, you know, to beat me on some of the races and some of the laps. You're like the boss who's like, yeah, we're gonna go do all this cool stuff, but then when you go into your office, you've just got all the plaques on the wall because you're just the undefeated go-kart master <laughs> it's and even worse one then all your team oh, hates going all your team hates going to go-karts then <laughs> hey do you guys like all my trophies that i made myself <laughs> i made them for you but you all suck so now i win <laughs> that's funny now that sounded and you told me that the other day that you were you were going out going out to uh to do that i thought that was pretty neat and that's something that i've wanted to try to implement in some way shape or form here as well um, it 
there's a lot of complicated moving parts. So I really haven't figured out a great way to do that. But even if there's, it's not goal oriented, we've talked about this year in the spring, just doing a range day just so that, or something out of the, out of the ordinary so that we can kind of get away for a minute on work time, do something different. And I, I, I think it'd be team. Yeah. I, I think it'd be fun to, you know, one day you have a party bus roll up and you, at noon and you say, all right, everybody in and you take everybody out to dinner and Dave and Buster's or something. I don't know. It'd just be fun to, it's something that I really appreciated. The last place I worked, they would do stuff like that. They would, a food truck would roll up one day and they'd, and we'd go out there and they paid for everybody's lunch or, um, or just, they would do like company night out and we'd go bowling or something. It was just, uh, it's maybe quarterly they would try to do something fun like that. But yeah, that's those are the things that I need to keep in mind and implement as we're going forward, especially as things get more and more hectic, because that is what's going to happen yeah. <laughs> over the over the coming months and coming years. But it's it's been it's been pretty cool. So I've got something exciting and scary and i feel like i might i might need to lay down on the couch and have you be just be your therapist here i'm gonna stop you there you do not ever want me to be your therapist you'll come back ruined (laughs) i i will unintentionally destroy you (laughs) so so maybe i need other people's input if you uh if you have input on this I would, I would love to hear from you. So <clears throat> yesterday me and Dusty went and checked out a shop space. Um, I've been looking around for, you know, off and on for probably the last year, maybe just, um, just kind of see what's out there, what things cost and, and all that. <clears throat> and there's this place that's been, been available for, quite some time uh, that I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to go look at it and just, and just see it, you know? And, uh, and so me and Dusty went and checked out yesterday. It's like over 2,200 square feet. It's got a, uh, like a, a shop space with a, uh, with a big 12 foot door. <clears throat> and uh, it's got two, just kind of open rooms that are probably about the size of my shop now. It's got, um, it's got what they call an office. It's more like a closet. And then there's another uh, office, like, you know, th- th- it's actually a legit office space. <clears throat> so when I looked at it yesterday and, and man, it just, it, it gets me so excited just thinking about, that next step and um and you know thinking about what it'd be like to have to have more space to have more possibilities to do things and um we could have a cnc machine or two in this space and and be able to not have to work right next to it we could have a, a whole room that you know, you know, we could set up as a studio and be able to do video and, and pictures. I mean, I could, 
paint the whole room and make the whole room like a studio uh, you know, for photos and uh, you know, tons of room for storage and me and Dusty can basically have our own offices and I don't know. It's just, it's super exciting to think about uh, taking that step. And it's a step that I know is going to need to happen eventually. Yeah. The, and hard parts figuring out when is that right. Yeah. You know, when and, is that the right time? And it's, it, you know, the space is, it's 10, it's 10 minutes from my house. It's, well, that's nice. It's, it's extremely affordable. The landlord seems completely willing to let us do whatever we want to the space. If I want to knock out block and put a window in, he's like, go for it. If I want to wall off a section and, and, and make an office, he's like, yeah, go for it. <clears throat> he's, he's pretty open to letting us uh, modest, modify the space how we want. And it's just like, there's all these things that, that, you know, that are so good and, makes me want to do it but yeah then i the bootstrapper and myself wants to you know I, I enjoy not not having rent to pay i enjoy yeah the convenience of having my shop behind my house and if my kid's sick they you know they just crash <clears throat> they crash on the house and i'm just i'm right out back if, if they need me and um you know when the kids get home at the end of the day they're here they're just you know you know there's a lot of convenience as well as as not, as not having to pay rent but it's also very affordable and <clears throat> we can afford it, but it's, but yeah, it's that bootstrapper in me is like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to take on a payment that I really don't have to take, you know? And so that's, it's kind of a struggle that I'm in right now. I think <clears throat> we're at the point where it would be really nice to have, uh, it would relieve some headaches sometimes quite literally it would relieve some headaches it would give us some freedom to yeah just with photo type stuff and video and um it would free us up to be able to do more but at the same time the space we're in it works it we're doing we're doing fine there and so this is this is a struggle i'm in i barely slept last night <clears throat> i think um, that's exciting though. And, uh, you know, just looking from, from my perspective, so I didn't, we obviously didn't move buildings, but I just did switch offices and I, I had shared an office with Ethan. So I was all around all the guys in the shop and, and it kind of resonates with me, the feeling that you're feeling because my office worked, I was able to do things, but at the same time, there were definitely areas that were less than ideal. I didn't feel like I had my own space. I didn't feel like we could have a, a marketing space. And then we ended up finding an old corner pretty much is what this is up here. And Ridge and I made it our own office. So there's a different vibe up here. There's a different feeling. It's, it's, you know, we're on the same page. There's not distractions and things like that. So the exciting part is as you would potentially move into this building, um, you have opportunities for guys like Dusty to have spaces that are theirs for certain roles, you know, right. and I, I love the idea for me of creating those spaces. An example is Mark, our shipping manager. He has his own space. It's not intruded upon 
by anything but packaged finished products. So that's his area. He's created it as his own. He's created his systems. And I think there is an aspect that is important for, and maybe it's not every personality, but in general, I think people like to have those areas. Um, and that's the the downside of your current shop is you just, every process is right there, Yeah, which is awesome. It's a super, super tight knit feeling shop. It's very, it's organized. It's well laid out. It is really exciting to see you guys looking through that, considering that um, that's a, that's a big step, but I think, I mean, you know, at some point you're going to have to. Yeah. And the, the overwhelming benefit I think to the employees would be with, you know, with separating from your home is you probably have your own bathroom. You've got your own facility. You know, there's probably some of that, yeah that separation that might be good. So there is a, yeah, so there's a few things like that, that, uh, I've kind of pushed me over the edge for the point where I'm not just looking out of curiosity at, at spaces, but it's, but it's pushing me a little bit more towards, um, towards make us a reality. Yeah. One thing is, you know, I've got, I've got some guys that come in in the evening to work. So they're, they work a day job and then they, you know, that this is kind of a, a, seasonal or just a part-time thing in the evening. So, uh, yeah, there's no bathroom in the shop. So they, they come in the house. Well, it's like eight thirty nine o'clock. It's eight thirty nine o'clock in the evening and families and PJs, my daughter might be in the shower or something like that. And, and we have guys coming in to use the restroom and, and, uh, and on one hand, you know, me and my wife, we, you know, we really don't mind people are, you know, you know, these, these people are obviously welcome in our, welcome in our house. And this is, this is, this is the situation that we're in. But at, at the same time, I'm like, you know, that it's just the older my kids get. And, um, and I'm sure it's awkward for some of the guys too, <laughs> you know, they're, they're walking into our house and, and we're eating dinner. We're in, we're, we're in our pajamas and stuff and, and they're walking in to use our restroom. So it's just some of that stuff. needs to change um and this would 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 fix some of that so yeah there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of little reasons i think the biggest thing that's holding me back right now is i ask myself is going to the new space going to make me more money and i can't really definitively say yes this is this is going to make me more money you know there's I can't do this right now. That would make me money that I can do here. <clears throat> that's going to make me more money. Really. The only thing I could come up with is one of the reasons why we've not, not done a vlog in, in a while now. <clears throat> it's because the CNC machines running all the time and I can't take video of us talking or, or, or doing anything in that space when the CNC machine's going. So we just haven't done it. So the only thing, that off the bat, I can that I can really say <clears throat> I can do in the new space that I can't do now is do more vlog stuff. But then I, <laughs> I don't know that that's really. And this is also another reason why I've kind of let, let some of the vlog stuff slip. I don't know that that stuff's really making me money if, or not much money. I know, I know that there's some people that said that they've they found us on YouTube, but I don't think it's enough that uh that like 
hey, YouTube is making us money. So I don't know. That's just, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, and the other thing, um, I probably would, I would probably sell my mini mill CNC machine and get a bigger CNC machine. Cause I, cause I have, I would have the space and the power in the new place that I don't yet don't have here. So <clears throat> I will become more efficient in machining. Uh, so there's some money being made there a little bit and efficiency and stuff, but, uh, yeah. And Dr. Dobb, do you have any thoughts on, on that? I just love, <clears throat> I like separations. That's where I like, I like the team being together and having structured interactions but I like how we have and how we're moving towards having each role very defined within its area. Ridge and I are both pointed in the same direction with what we're doing as far as our tasks. So we can work really well in our current office space together. And there's a lot of different stuff we're going to be doing out of this office, but it doesn't work well when I'm sitting next to a CNC table trying to record a podcast and there's shop guys coming in and out. So there's definitely areas even if it doesn't make, say, you know, moving to this, uh, this upper office, it's not going to make the company have more revenue just by the fact that we moved, no, at least not right away. But my sanity is a million times um, more sound was before. The distractions would make me inefficient with my workflow. I would forget what I was doing. I'd be on phone calls and if, if the door opens and there's shop equipment ripping around or welders or things like that, it was difficult it was just difficult to focus. So those are benefits that would be very hard to measure. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, somebody could come up with some way to measure all of that stuff, but I don't know. That would be where I'd be keeping the finger on the pulse of, of the employees and, and your team <clears throat> knowing that if you get to the point where, and if you're at the point where you can afford it, how much of a benefit, how much less stress could there potentially be on the team? which would ultimately in the end result in a higher income for the company. But if you've got all those upfront costs and you got to buy another piece of equipment and move all of this stuff, not to mention the downtime. I mean, even if you do it as perfectly as possible, you're going to have hiccups between a move. So that's that the stuff that scares me would be if you're keeping your machine moving it and then knowing that there's downtime with that, there's processes that you'd have to re-implement over at this new place, which could be totally different than what you've done before, depending on your layout and your ideas. So there's, there's just a lot of unknowns. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't feel qualified to tell you that you should or shouldn't. No. Yeah. But, I, I wasn't expecting you to tell me if I should or shouldn't, but you know what? <clears throat> Fine. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I've made up my mind. And if you don't move by Monday, there's going to be problems. Well, and, and and even if we do decide to do this, I mean, the soonest I'll have time to do, to do that wouldn't be till like the end of January. Um, just with the holidays coming up. There's no way I'm going to move my shop right in the midst of the busy season. <clears throat> um, do it like two days before Black Friday. It'll, right. it'll be awesome. Yeah. It seems logical to me. And, uh, and then with SHOT Show in January. And so it, it wouldn't really be till after SHOT Show when I could even think about it. And, 
there's some work that needs done to the space and needs it needs some paint and uh I'd like to maybe put a new floor down in the first main room. It's it's pretty crummy tile. Um, so there's some money and, and some time that would need to go, that, you know, that would need to go into that. So uh, that's exciting though. That's awesome. I, that's, that's the addiction of this journey is just seeing the, the changes and the growth and, and the ways you can impact your team and the people around you and the different ways you're going to have to adapt to higher order levels and income and things like that. But that's neat. It's exciting to see you guys going through all of that, even though it could be stressful. Yeah. It's just, yeah, the biggest thing, I think the the biggest thing for me is just, is figuring out is that, is this something that I want to fork, you know, fork the money out and take a payment on? Um, Because if I don't have to, I just, yeah, I'm afraid of adding too much overhead and, and, and if something happens in the future and, you know, suddenly this business is costing me more than what it can, um, or it should in this, in whatever situation I'm in. And which, I mean, you know, kind of the good thing is I'll always, I don't plan on moving anytime soon. I can always move out and, and move back and, back into the shop if I had to or something like that but <clears throat> I don't know there's you know, there's a lot of what ifs and stuff there so yeah well that's awesome man I'm glad to hear glad to hear that you're you're kind of going through that season and and looking at this stuff so definitely keep everybody posted over here and what transpires and if you guys get to the point or when you get to the point that you're moving we need to see a video yeah, no, space. you know, I'll just, I'll just come crash your party. I'll just like drive out there and check it out myself. Well, and here's something else that would be, that would be cool is, is we could, we would have space to, <clears throat> to like entertain people, uh, not to be like a party space or whatever, but, um, I mean, there's room to, to make like a lounge. And <clears throat> if, if we had you guys, out or something you know you know people could potentially crash there i don't know it would just there's so many possibilities that that we would have with that space it's awesome man it's cool what's what's new and exciting in your world oh editing four thousand photos is pretty much where we're at (laughs) that's too many photos yeah so we we added so we're doing some we're jumping on to an an avenue for selling to government called the GSA. And we have specific products for this catalog. I'm going to call it a catalog. It's just an online database where governments can come and buy. And we changed some of these products are different than what we sell to the direct consumer. And that one move along with a couple accessories added over 40 SKUs to our lineup. And then instead of just offering one armored post length, now we have three. So we exponentially increased the skew potentials of all of our products. So that's why we have 4,000 photos. And that's why I feel like we're pulling out hair right now because we need photos for everything. So essentially we're at the same time building this new website. And when someone gets into the ADAP system and they're choosing their base and all this other stuff, the picture is going to change to match whatever product they're choosing. And you can just imagine with around 20 SKUs with 
four different accessories for each skew and three different bases for each skew along with two different material thicknesses for the target plates how complex of a an endeavor that this has become so it's uh it's good we have that inventory software that we're about to completely overhaul and change so it's a little stressful but we're working through a lot of work other than that we're we're chugging along and continuing on the path that we set forth back in 2015 sounds (laughs) super dramatic it was (laughs) but yeah well man i uh i think we should probably be closing it down for the for this episode yeah for everybody listening you know where to find us reach out at the forging journey instagram or facebook or shoot us a message at forging the journey at gmail.com do it do it right now it's your your job and leave a rating and review it's important super important yeah do we have any ratings and reviews yeah we do we actually we have we have pretty many on itunes i've never really looked you gotta gotta go check so even if you don't want to leave a review please just leave some stars preferably five five stars would be fantastic maybe it's only four i feel like i feel like itunes is weird whatever the maximum number of stars they allow you to do do that max stars i'm communicating that to you good job communicating that jared very clearly i'm I'm laying out my expectations expectation stars who am i pointing it to you whoever's listening well done cool everybody awesome well you have have a good rest of the week yeah see you